Welcome to Tea with Tia, a podcast that includes conversations about nutrition, TCM approaches to your health and well-being, how to use functional medicine to help detect a gut, a healthy gut, biohacks for healthy living, and all types of knickknacks for everything in between. Hi, everybody. Today's episode is about vinegar. Today, joining us is our seasonal co-host and also my fabulous office manager at Ananda Wellness Center, Nancy. How are you doing today, Nancy? I'm good, Dr. Tia. Thanks for having me. This is my first broadcast. <laughs> it's pretty exciting, isn't it? It is. Cool. So we're going to have some fun talking about all the different vinegars. There's a list of different vinegars that we definitely can use to ingest to help with some health conditions, which we'll go over today. And um, when we were just chit-chatting right now, Nancy, yeah. it went a little bit better where I asked you some questions and you said you were excited yeah. about the different vinegars, right? Absolutely. And you have all of these amazing questions about all the different vinegars you can use. Right. Uh, we'll even touch base on kombucha, okay. something that's so popular that you've mentioned, Nancy, that everybody's jonesing and always, you know, purchasing. But it's, yeah, um, and your definitely your curiosity will be addressed okay. because it's not amazing to, you know, for every individual to partake in something like kombucha because of certain you know microbiome you have to have gut health and so forth okay so we'll definitely touch a little bit about on kombucha but we'll go through different types of fermentations even pickle juice oh, okay so that's the exciting thing <laughs> that we can chit chat about today with vinegar Okay. So it seems like when I asked Nancy if she would join me today for the podcast, for today's episode, um, not only did she come up with some questions for herself and her curiosity with what vinegar can be good for in your health, um, she did come up with some historical trivias for to share with us how vinegar began. Yeah. So... Tell us what you've discovered. Yeah, I was I was curious because I knew we were going to be talking about vinegar, and I was wondering when did it all start. And actually, it, it says that traces of vinegar were found in Egyptian urns from around 3000 BC. Um, Babylonian scrolls mention the use of vinegar even earlier, as early as 5000 BC. They used it as a condiment, as a preservative, because it enabled the food to be transported on long journeys. Um, and I, I didn't realize this, but they actually made vinegar from dates, figs, and beer. Beer? <laughs> yeah. Wow. So it was, it was used for both culinary and medicinal purposes. Oh, that's kind of cool. Yeah. I guess it's like maybe IPAs, how they discovered it. Uh, yeah. You know, the Indian pale ale, like yeah. they just drop hops in and it's fermented that way. And supposedly the hops is good for digestion and it can preserve the beer while they're on the ship. Okay. Maybe... That's what we're we're kind of talking about. Who knows? But that's interesting. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> um, yeah, I can see the dates because different fruits, which we will discuss, mm -hmm. the different fermentation in uh, drinking vinegar, how you can use fruits like dates or apple 
to ferment and create this tasty vinegar drink. Okay. Okay, so. I a question, because there's so many types of vinegar out mm -hmm. there. I mean, there's balsamic vinegar, apple cider, white vinegar, red wine. Mm -hmm. Yes. I, I mean, what are your thoughts? Can you give us Absolutely. some? Absolutely. <laughs> there are so many different vinegars. And then when I tell patients, you know, you should definitely try to pack a little bit of vinegar in your bag and drink it before you ingest something that's very starchy because it's very effective. And they would start to think, oh, well, should I use cider vinegar, which is a very popular one that comes into everybody's head. Right. You know, because it's such a health craze, just like what we're talking about with kombucha, is we always go back to like, oh, let's let's have a little cider vinegar. I hear it's so good. Should I drink it in the morning on an empty stomach? Should I take the pills? Mm -hmm. It's going to help my blood pressure and so on and so forth. Yeah. But when I actually suggest and prescribe ingesting vinegar to assist in, let's say, really helping clean out your cholesterol, sure cider vinegar is fantastic that's definitely a good one to implement mm -hmm. and is there a difference between ingesting the vinegar itself or taking the capsules not particularly you definitely can take the capsules it's just a little bit more slow absorbent some people find the taste of vinegar cider vinegar not as delicious right. or it disturbs their gut because their microbiome is so weak mm -hmm. and they feel that the acidity is too harsh so i would say sure why not take three capsules of apple cider vinegar okay carry it with you and you can definitely ingest it 30 minutes prior to your starchy meal okay now how does that help in comparison to what i'm trying to talk about is just plain distilled 99 cent white vinegar <laughs> Okay, nothing special, just pure white vinegar that I use myself to dilute as a cleaning agent right. because of its acidity quality. So it's, so I'm going to go through the list, Nancy, okay. the acidity level for all the different vinegars. So distilled vinegar is the vinegar of choice. It, you would kind of, you take one tablespoon put it in eight ounce of water to drink mm -hmm. and it would really slow down the process of breaking down the starch and the glucose in your blood huh. so you don't have that glucose spike and fatigue you that makes sense so something somebody that's pre-diabetic or really sensitive to glucose or even insulin resistant this is a great biohack and you said how many minutes before you eat something? I would say 20 to 30 minutes. Okay. So, you know, what I do is, like Mary Poppin, I've got this big purse, you know, <laughs> or a little backpack because I'm always keen on my back. <laughs> or, you know, one of those crossover purse. Never a nice handbag like a Louis Vuitton handbag to put over one shoulder. It will have a variety of things when I do go out to eat. One of them is a small jar, maybe a four-ounce jar of vinegar. Okay. And I would pop it out mm -hmm. while I'm chit-chatting before I have that bread but and butter <laughs> and take my vinegar. They're like, what are you doing? Pour it in. <laughs> and I would take the tablespoon and pour it in my tap water that is sitting there waiting for me to ingest. And I would drink it naturally without saying anything unless somebody questioned, what is it that you're doing? Right. You know, I kind of do it incognito as we chit-chat. Yeah. Very natural. <laughs> and then I fear not with the glucose spike and can partake and enjoy a little bit of bread. 
Oh, good. <laughs> so that has a five to ten percent typical acidity, mm -hmm. and that's kind of what you want. It's the highest acidity in the hierarchy of all the vinegars. Okay. Then you get malt vinegar. Okay. Right. What do you use with malt vinegar? It's something disgusting like fish and chips, perhaps. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> you're not from the UK. Maybe you're unfamiliar. No, or <laughs> also ingest in fried food. <laughs> oh, okay. Where my lovely husband <laughs> loves. Absolutely love fish and chips. Oh gosh! Wherever we go, oh, let's go to a seafood place. Let's go to Pure Birth, blah blah blah, and get fish and chips. It's always cod. It's fresh. It's delicious, and it's deep fried. What's not to love, right? Right. right. So they use malt vinegar, and then they'll also, in addition to malt vinegar, give you a nice cup full of tartar sauce <laughs> Just two things that i'm not so keen on so no thank you for the fish and chips but that's what you use malt vinegar for and it's very low in acidity it's four to five percent oh wow okay yeah yes lower so that's kind of the percentage of what the ratio would be like a four percent mm -hmm. with uh, you know when you subtract it out of a hundred percent the rest is water as a cleaning agent wow okay, okay. That makes sense. or even to clean or crock pot something yeah. of that ratio <laughs> And then you get cider vinegar, which is the same percentage, 4 to 5%. That's why it will not assist in something like breaking down starch effectively. Now, if you want to use cider vinegar or even pickle juice, pickle juice is in the same line as the 4 to 5% acidity also because people have asked, can I use pickle juice? Because it is sour. Right. It is a brine. Okay. In a form of fermentation because, as you know, vinegar is a fermentation. Right. Um, it's more of an aerobic fermentation, which we're we're going to go through the differences between alcoholic fermentation, fruit fermentation, and aerobic mm. fermentation. So three different types of fermentation. Correct. So if you're going to use that to help metabolize starch, you better use seven tablespoons. Oh, wow. <laughs> in your water. Okay. I'm going to need a bigger jar than yours. <laughs> or if you take three capsules 30 minutes before your meal, it kind of helps 50% compared to our cheapy, easy distilled white vinegar. Wow. So inexpensive. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's right. That's what we look for. Yeah. Right. So then you get white wine vinegar, which is another one people are like, oh, could I just use my white wine vinegar that I use for my salad right. or my balsamic? vinegar again it's just too low in the acidic quality yeah. to really find benefit or even sherry vinegar rice wine vinegar these are great for salad because it's low in acidity okay if you want to use that you better use eight to ten tablespoon and who wants that right <laughs> so it's not as therapeutic with the acidity quality okay. and that's what we're looking for yeah. you know so the minimal you know it's like rice vinegar cider vinegar pickle juice they're all on the four percent right even like champagne vinegar mm -hmm. they're all in the four so percent okay yeah and then five percent is probably the most common and standard level of acidity of vinegar it's acceptable to preserve and can things okay. is the five percent if you're making again like pickles mm -hmm. you would use a little bit of vinegar but at the same time when you're pickling you just brine it and it turns into a fermentation that way oh, okay. okay it sours up from the fruits or vegetables. 
naturally with just the hot water and a little bit of salt. Or if you want to add some spices like myself, I'll put some peppercorn mm -hmm. and maybe some dill. Right. And maybe some chili pepper. <laughs> and how long do you leave that? Uh, for a couple of weeks. And then okay. it would turn into, you know, some a pickle. Pickled, yeah. And you get some homemade pickle and you can do shots of pickle juice and maybe even a pickleback. <laughs> if you want to live life, you can do a pickleback. The pickle What's back. a pickleback, Nancy? <laughs> live a little bit. <laughs> a pickleback is one of my favorite drinks. Uh -huh. However, nowadays, in my old age, <laughs> at 43, I do not do pickleback because whiskey, my drink of choice uh, from a few years ago, okay. prior to having my child, is whiskey mm -hmm. or scotch. So what you do is you do a shot of whiskey. And chase it with? Pickle juice. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I do have a story to tell you of yeah. what love looks like. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Prior to having my daughter, my husband and I, uh -huh. yes, we lived right above Cole's. Okay. Okay. Do you know where Cole's yeah. is? It's a very old pastrami restaurant in downtown Los Angeles. Okay. We lived in PE Loft at the time. And we went for like a happy hour or maybe St. Patrick's Day, one of those holidays. Okay. And we sat at the bar. We didn't have a sandwich. And they offered a pickleback for like $2. And I said, oh my God, this is so perfect for me, Mike. I am in heaven. Right. So he looks at his neighbor right by him to his left because I'm to his right uh -huh. and he's having a pastrami sandwich this neighbor and there is this gigantic wedge of pickle okay sitting there untouched okay and I after I told Mike that it was my perfect moment because this is like my favorite thing to do as far as in partaking in alcohol yeah. he turns taps on the neighbor's back and said hey man are you going to eat that pickle and I was like <laughs> no oh way. my god I am so embarrassed oh, no. <laughs> and he says no dude it's all yours so Mike gently grabbed the pickle and said you want it <laughs> that's when when I took the pickle away from his hand I knew it was love love, love it. <laughs> not that first bite <laughs> So oh, there you have it, straight to the story. tummy. <laughs> Anyways, that's my story of pickle and pickleback. Okay, now you know. Now I know. <laughs> it's very smart. You know, even Russians, like, they would have a drink and then maybe some pickle juice. Wow. You know, okay. their vodka. Yeah. Because it helps the gut. It really does yeah. to kind of help metabolize the alcohol and really kind to the bile and the liver with gallbladder and liver. So they're quite smart. Cool. Anyways, <laughs> the highest acidity would be 10%. Right. Right. 15% um, will be something that's more industrial. Oh, okay. I mean, this is almost that's like, something you like if you were to gargle it in your mouth, the enamel would perhaps start to <laughs> change shape a little bit after five minutes. Oh, boy. So, that's something that's more of a industrial usage for something I don't know what they're planning to do, but most likely break down and do something yeah. with cleaning agents and such. But so if you are gonna drink, would you recommend sipping through a straw then? No, no, no. Okay. It's okay it's because like it's a like a tablespoon, okay. and you're really breaking it down in that eight ounce of water. Do not put minimal water. Okay. It's got to be eight ounce or more. Okay. 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 That one tablespoon is going to do it. Right. Okay. <laughs> Otherwise, forget about it. <laughs> yeah, through a straw, you're just gonna get like. 
<laughs> okay. Um, what's your other questions, Nancy, that you've got? Well, I was just wondering, um, was there a particular brand of vinegar? Not particularly. No. It's really the acidic quality and the type of uh, vinegar that's offered out there on the market. Mm -hmm. So just get any straight white vinegar. Right. You know, just at it, your grocery store. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And you were going to share a little bit more about, like, the the effects it has on the yes. body and you know it helps with those spikes so maybe right you tell us sure sure, sure. exactly so when we think of like well what are some of the health benefits of drinking vinegar yeah. most common like i mentioned before you want to use something like apple cider vinegar it really helps with, to get rid of the uh, lower density um, cholesterol the bad cholesterol while also promoting the high density okay lipid cholesterol supplementing apple cider vinegar could subsequently improve the health and your heart okay really helps clean and move things and assist the liver so your homocysteine is more at homeostasis and is it a daily or it's daily it? because apple cider vinegar has something called pectin okay right it's in the apple even eating it, the apple itself the peel has that pectin okay so it's like an apple a day keeps that's right exactly <laughs> i mean why do we have these phrases right. it's for a reason right i mean but obviously is it fructose yes yeah you want do you want to eat it at night before bedtime no yes. <laughs> that would spike your glucose <laughs> but yes it is beneficial if you had it maybe in a smoothie mm -hmm. or maybe uh, during lunchtime okay okay um and then again, from the glucose goddess that uh, I've recently purchased her best-selling book. Mm -hmm. um, and she's got some biohacks on, on, you know, how to really help with um, some of the glucose spikes. And vinegar was one of it. And that's when I've realized, ah, oh, this is incredible. I've been practicing this for so many years. And it's neat to see it in writing, in a book, right. and with a scientist that's been, you know, working on something like this. And it's nice to offer the education to people, yeah, absolutely. you know, with health. But again, it's just, you know, it's as simple as carrying vinegar when you go out. Mm -hmm. And then you can have some bread. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then I won't feel guilty about the bread. Right. Otherwise, it just sits, especially if you're insulin resistant, you have some hormone imbalance. Mm -hmm. You know that there's some kind of cholesterol issues. Okay. So those are your choices. Um, and, you know, and it does help with weight management, again, because it's working on the liver and really kind of helping your cholesterol. Okay. That's why it'll help with somebody who's pre-diabetic, obese, mm -hmm. diabetic. Um, you know, it's antimicrobial, right? Because it's high in acidity to help with clean, right. cleaning stuff. A lot of people, they come into my office and they're like, it smells like a salad here. <laughs> You're cleaning your crock pots. Right. Right, right. We're cleaning our refrigerator. It's I don't like to use chemical. It's a natural cleaning agent, right? Because right? mm -hmm. the acid level just kind of breaks through any grimes. Right. Okay. So right. it's better than uh, bleach. Yes. <laughs> Especially right. if you have a small toddler. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um. You know, it can soothe the skin, believe it or not, and some inflammation. Yeah, I was going to say. Little abrasion. I read about like skin burns. Yes, and... exactly, and rashes okay. and insect sting. If you don't have access to like witch hazel and right. it's not amazing to use alcohol it's so painful especially if you have a child let me tell you a story about vinegar and stings uh-oh <laughs> jellyfish yeah oh when i was in hawaii this yeah. last trip in Kauai, uh-huh uh, i went snorkeling 
with my husband. Seriously, it's five minutes. I'm so in the shallow end. There's so many children near me. Just, you know, it's up to their little kneesies. And the oldest child might be even eight years old. I'm so in shallowed water. And I feel something swiping my arm electric. Oh. And I was like, I get up and I said, Mike, what is that? Something happened. This is not normal. I feel a burn in my arm. Started to get red. It was that quick. It was that quick. It started to get red. The histamine started to form. Oh. I told Mike, oh my God, what happened? I go tell the lifeguard and he says it was a, a jellyfish, but like something blue, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> oh my goodness. Uh, peak season. Now. Yes. And it was yeah, just like this normal. ball of plastic. And he says... You know, it could give you all these lymph nodes. It could give you a fever. You might have to, like, it might close if you're so allergic. And it was just forming little blisters. Right. And then he found vinegar. Because a lot of people say, oh, pee on it, pee on it. Right, I've heard that. Because of the acid, right? Oh, but right. it's not enough. I mean, I guess I should have looked into the acid level of urine. urine it's disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so he takes, you know, as a lifeguard, he carries it. He takes a spray bottle of vinegar, sprays it for me after he he found out he had it a half an hour later where it's forming yeah. the swollen you know and the redness he sprayed it and i left the beach uh -huh. it kept getting warmer and bigger and then within half an hour everything was fine so the vinegar actually soothed it really removed that insect uh, that the, the, the jellyfish thing. Oh my goodness! Pretty instantaneous. Well, that's good to know. Without me even putting Benadryl cream, which yeah. I went to go purchase. I went to the store. I never even had to put the Benadryl. It right. went away. Well, now you always carry vinegar when you go. Out no to matter the what, so. I'm gonna <laughs> apply to it when beach. I go to Hawaii or to the beach. <laughs> so there you have it, guys. Well, that's, that's the personal story of the power of vinegar. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> See, it has so many uses. That yes exactly really shouldn't it's not it's underrated then yes so i mean that's all i have for you guys it, yeah, this is cool yeah thank you you're welcome it's super fun and you know i encourage everybody to just invest and carry and use to clean to eat absolutely to travel with and do it before your next doctor's appointment Cur get the blood work and your yeah, yes, everything <laughs> moving and there there you go but you know if you feel like it tastes disgusting or it's too sour just add more water there you go. maybe a drizzle of juice or chase it with a bite of date i don't know make it happen <laughs> thank, thank you nancy you. for joining us i appreciate it thank well you. i hope everybody have a nice time and enjoyed this episode due to time restrictions i was unable to discuss the different fermentations as promised and the pros and cons of kombucha teas please stay tuned for episode five continuation next week i will discuss all the variety of fermentations and the goods and the bads of kombucha if you really like this episode please subscribe if you haven't to wherever you podcast if you have any questions or comments please leave a comment below or email us on our show notes we have all the information of everything we've discussed today and i hope everybody enjoys their cup of tea Disclaimer, this podcast is for educational purposes only. This podcast does not qualify as a medical diagnosis from a doctor. This podcast does not provide any medical services or have any claims of curing any conditions. If you are looking for help in your medical endeavors, 
seek out a qualified medical doctor or a physician that may offer functional medicine. It's important for you to have a licensed practitioner to help you make change and oversee your health.